All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready, Sam? I, I was born ready. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, Tim Wurzberger, and Sam, I don't know his last name. Monty. Monty, power name. I like it. Two power names and one terroristic name. Wurzberger. Scott, John Scott. Scott's like the boring, most boringest name ever. But it's a power name, two first names. They say there's been a study that has shown if you have two first names, you're more prone to be successful and to be a boss. I've always heard life. that you can't trust someone with two first names. Mm, I would not. Sam's shaking his head no. no. I don't think so. Okay. No. If Sam says no, then I was wrong. He is. We're like the, uh, what are the, the justice? What do they call those Supreme Court judges? Yeah. Two a to justice. One. Yeah. Two to one. Okay. We voted two. We voted you down. So no, you are wrong. Anyways, welcome. Sam. Tim and myself are very happy you're here listening with us. So, right off the bat, we just opened up Sportsnet. Sam, what did you say? Uh, they're saying that, is Mitch Marner the most overrated player in the NHL? What do you think, Tim? No way. No way he's overrated. Well, what? why would he not be over? Well, what he's asking for what kind of dollar amount do you think? <sighs> like 11, 12, in that range probably. Which is a big, big, big number. And now, yeah, overrated is a strong word. I think he is pricing. That's It's a tricky thing. Do you price yourself for the player you are now or the player you will be in four or five years? Because I think he's getting better. If he prices himself for the player he is now, he's a $7 million player, $8 million player. But... I no, think he'll get he's better. more than that. He had, he had like 93 points last year. He plays in all three zones. He can kill penalties. Yeah. He's jumping in front of shots. $8 million is a lot of money. There's only I a know. few guys. He's in Connor McDavid territory. That's he, the money he wants. Yeah. Yeah. But like he's a free agent. If, he, if he's on the open market, he can get that easily. So you're saying it's him and McDavid. No, no. That's what you said. If we're, if we're just basing it on strictly contracts. Yeah, but that's not how like the free agency works. Like it's always they're always going to get overpaid if they go in the open market, and he wants to be paid as if he was. And they're always saying like, "Oh, he shouldn't be making more than Matthews," which I don't know. I, I mean, I I get I see the logic behind that, but I, you can make the argument that he should be getting paid higher than Matthews. Yeah, I I do see the logic behind it, just because I am a hockey guy. But as a casual fan, people love goal scores. Yeah, it's just like in baseball, you pay the home run hitters. You don't pay the guy who dinks and doinks it around the park. You're paying the home run hitters. 
the Aaron Judge, the Giancarlo Stantons, those guys get the $200, $300 million deals. You don't pay the guy who bats 290 and just is a nice, fundamentally sound player. That's just what I'm looking at. But anyways, yeah, I... What, you think Marner's that guy, though? You think he's a 290 fundamental I, guy? I think he is a very, very solid player. I don't think he could carry a team. I think he's a good, sup, a great supplementary player. Can you pull up his stats? So oh, he, 95 points, I bet. He's not, he's a great player. You would say he's not going to be a franchise player. He will not be a franchise player. I disagree with that. Okay. So if you put him, if you take him off of Toronto and you put him on a team like, what's what's a terrible team? Ottawa Arizona. Senators. Arizona is better than Ottawa. If you put him on Ottawa, what are his point totals? Well, now for, that, then this is what happens. His points do get inflated because he gets to play with Austin Matthews. He gets yeah. to go on the power play with John Tavares. He gets to more times than not gets the second checking unit from the other team. He doesn't, he's not the focus of attention when he goes into a, into a rink. If he, if that, if the Leafs come into my barn, I look at that lineup. I say, okay, who do we need to stop in order to beat this team? Okay. We got to take out Tavares. We got to take out Matthews. Those are the first two guys I'm keying on. And Marner won't win the game. Matthews will score four goals or five goals. Tavares will score two and dish two. Marner will have three assists. He's not going to finish it. That he's a great. I it's it's so weird trashing him, but he's not. He's not going to win the game most times. If I'm an opposing coach, that's that's my take. That's my game plan. Amazing player, but arguably two better players on that team. Not arguably, I would say, fact, two better players on that team. And I probably contradicted myself a million times, but if I am drafting a team. I would take Tavares and Matthews over Marner. That just just right now, but th- that's the thing. The Leafs have such a luxury. It's like one one A one AA. They're three of the top, arguably ten players in the whole league. Like they're all so good. So I don't want people to think I'm trashing Marner just because I think he's garbage. He's an unbelievable hockey player. But when it comes down to dollars and cents, and you're trying to make a team, you can't give three guys over 10 million in this day and age and hope to compete for a long period of time. I've actually read some stuff that this situation could cause another lockout where NHL players are, as far as professional athletes are considered, are getting hosed with their salaries. Look at LeBron James contract compared to Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby's contract. It's nuts. Yeah, ridiculous. it's I don't know the actual breakdown of player contract percentage of total net revenue, but hockey doesn't make nearly as much as the other big three like they those sports generate billions of dollars and hockey. I don't know where we stand. I know we're a, a distant fourth. We were close to basketball for a time being, but basketball has taken off the last 10 years. Like basketball is is really popular these days. So whatever I. Yeah, we're probably under. They were probably underpaid, but I don't know. We still make a good living. Yeah. Oh. If you can't live off of ten mil, then you're <laughs> you're, you're doing, doing something, something wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with your accountant, or I don't know what's going on. So but, um, I don't think he's overrated, but I do think he is outpricing himself at this point. 
There's something to be said, too, for guys like, I mean, Crosby has taken multiple pay cuts over the years in order to keep guys like Malkin, Latang, bringing yeah. Kessel. They brought in Hosa. They brought in a lot of players of a deadline, uh, again, and they wouldn't have done that if, 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 Crosby, if Crosby was making what he could have been, right? And so there's something to be said for taking a cut to bring those guys down. But yeah. you know, Martin's got to look at, like, do I want do I want Tavares and, and Matthews here long-term with me in this situation? If you do you got to be make less than what you can get. It, it boils down to do you want to win the cup or do you want to, you know, pad your, your bank account? And that, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing because we have such a finite career length and it, it's, it's a tricky situation. But a guy like him, he's young. He will make over $100 million in his lifespan. So, and he's got endorsements. And that's the one thing Toronto has going for it. They can say, listen... We'll pay you $8 million. I guarantee you, you'll get two to three a year in endorsements. You can't do that in Arizona. You can't do that in most other markets. Toronto has that in their back pocket where I guarantee you their GM says that. If you come here, you'll get boom, Gatorade, boom, Nike, boom, all these other local car dealerships. You'll be set just off that. You don't even have to touch your salary. You can get endorsements. You can do appearances every weekend. I talk to ex-players in Toronto they have a healthy living where they do an appearance every weekend if they want to. Nick Antropov. Yeah. I've met him around the way just doing appearances. He's like, man, I do appearance if I want to every weekend. I make uh, seven to 10 grand. I make as much as I want. Like the money is there in Toronto. It's such a huge market. I tell my wife all the time if we move to Toronto, I'll be set for life. I won't have to do a thing. <laughs> I'll just throw on my All Star jersey and walk around and people throw money at me. Yeah. It's crazy that city. They love. And there's always a corporate event or this and that where they want hockey players to go and schmooze. And it's it's bizarre. It's just a different, different world. But, hey, we'll see. I hope he resigns in Toronto. He's, like, threatening. I saw his agent threaten he's going to go to Switzerland or some yeah. team over there. He's not going to Switzerland. The risk is too big. If he goes over there and gets hurt, tears his ACL, he's done. Like, he's not going over there. If he does, he's a fool. Yeah, so. I think these things have a way of working these working themselves out. But it's interesting. I mean, different player, but same situation last offseason with Nylander. Yeah. Where the guy was holding out. I wonder if there's any kind of pattern there. Are they drafting kids with egos? Are they? I mean, what what is it with these young guys that are holding out two years in a row? The young players have the power now. Yeah. they the, the balance of power has shifted. They've seen, listen, we don't have to play for pennies anymore. We, we have the power. So that will be addressed in the new CBA. The owners do not like this, this situation. And in his defense, Nylander got paid. Yeah, when he came back, what's his? Uh, just about seven million a year. So he makes see that is tricky for the Leafs now. They paid Nylander seven. Marner is thinking I am much better than Nylander. Yep, much better. Yeah. So Marner wants more. And yeah, oh, I. It's so funny we're talking about this because I have been following this this same exact situation is playing out with the Dallas Cowboys right now with they have three young guys who are at the end of their entry level deals. But in football, it's weird. The guys, they just won't play like Le'Veon Bell didn't play last year. Yeah. And I don't know how it works, but he burned a year of his contract. So it worked out for him. The same thing's happening with um, Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott's contract's going to be up and same with Amari Cooper. I love, I used to hate the Cowboys when I, I hate a strong word. I didn't like them. I'm a Bills fan. They beat my Bills in the Super Bowl. Anyways, I love what Jerry Jones is saying. He's like, listen, you don't want to be on our team? You don't want to take a pay cut to win a Super Bowl? 
I'm not paying you like top dollar market value. Sorry. We'll get you in the top five, but I'm not ruining my team to sign Zeke Elliott. We drafted this kid last year with fourth round. He looks pretty good. Love it. It's like, take that, Elliot. You can sit out the whole year. You can go to Cabo and work out. Cowboys will be fine. You're not bigger than the Cowboys. Take that. Dak Prescott already makes like 15, 16, 17 million probably. He wants to be a top five quarterback. 32 million? Are you kidding me, Dak Prescott? Did I see that he turned down a $30 million contract? Probably, because he's he's not even that. Don't even get me started. Is he top 10 quarterback in the league? Arguably. He's like on that fringe, right? Arguably. 7 to 12 range. He's one of those guys where you look like a good quarterback. We're going to get off base here with football already. (laughs) You look like a great quarterback because you got Zeke Elliott. The defense stacks the box with eight guys in the box, and now you got man-on-man outside. Obviously, you're going to be a good quarterback. You just throw these dink and doinks up and outs to Amari Cooper. Like, you're going to get your yards that way. You put him in an offense with his running back is not that good, then we'll see a completely different quarterback. I guarantee it. I love Jerry Jones. Love it. You know your X's and O's, don't you? Oh, man. Yes, I do. That kind of thing happened with Michael Vick, too, where everybody was like, he's a runner. We're going to stack the box on him, and now every receiver is open. And he could still make moves on people. Michael Vick is a, was a great quarterback. He was, I think he was better than Prescott. The same thing happened to RG3. Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen to Lamar Jackson. Um, the guy, uh, Russell Wilson, he struggles with it when you make him pat. He tore it up last year, Russell Wilson. But, yeah, it's just that thing where they take away what you're best at. And see if we can beat you another way. So speaking of free agents, have you seen the list of uh, the UFAs that are still available on the market right now? Oh, I have not. It's kind of crazy. So uh, Patrick Maroon, still still out there, coming yeah. off the cup. Uh, Pominville, Gardner hasn't signed yet. I know, I know you're a Gardner fan, fan. Yeah. Um, Broussard's on the list, but I think he just signed yesterday with the Islanders. Oh, good sign. I like signing. him. Uh, Brian Boyle's still out there. McQuaid, Riley Sheehan, Justin Williams, Joe Thornton, and Marlowe. Uh, Vanek, Cronwall, Fanuff, and Joe Morrow. Some of, the, is, some of the bigger names out there. This is happening lately because of the salary cap and because you pay those guys so much money, the big, big guys. It eliminates the middle class where you stack your team with four or five guys who make seven, eight, nine, ten million. You can't pay a bunch of guys four or five million because there's no room. So you have to fill your team up with guys who make two million or less. Yep. It gets rid of the middle class in hockey. And that's, it's like that. It's, a it's basic economy. economics. Yeah. Basic economics. There's no trickle down. It's just like you pay the top dogs and then everybody else has to squeeze in under the cap. So a guy like Gardner, he wants to make like five, six, seven million. There's no money for him anywhere. Like it, there's no money anywhere. I'm surprised he hasn't signed. He's such a good defenseman. Better than Barry. No, he's not. <laughs> You wait. You're Gardner's biggest fan. I know. I like him. I thought he got a bad rap. He needs to work on his game sevens. He needs <laughs> to work on that. But after, other than that, like, kid's a good player. Marlowe and Thornton are basically, they're negotiating with the Sharks. Do you think uh, they're talking to each other? Like, hey, let's, let's do something oh, together. Yes, I have inside information. <laughs> they definitely are talking to each other. And they definitely are only talking to the Sharks. So. Heard it here. That will happen. And who knows? And this is what happened last year where these vets, they wait, they wait, they wait. Teams go to camp. They see what they need. And these vets will have to take a pay cut. And that's, that's just all it boils down to. Boyle, speaking of boils down to, I bet you he'll sign for a million bucks. Good player. 
worth more. We'll outplay his contract. He'll sign for a million bucks. Thomas Vanek will get you 20 goals. He's done his whole career. Won't back check too much, but he will score 20 goals. He'll sign for a million bucks somewhere. All those names, Phaneuf, no comments. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just it's just the way the game's going. Teams want young players who are cheap and are easy to control. So it is what it is. It's, it's a product of the environment. Whatever, man. It's okay. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. How all what plays out? The free agents. They'll all eventually sign or they'll retire. That's how it will play out. Right? I've read multiple things where people are going to say that Vanek's going to take a tryout with a team. Yeah. Because the wings aren't going to, aren't, I don't think they have really the option to resign. Um, Cronwall was given the option already. Like, here's your last year, retire with the wings. Like, yeah. You've been here your entire career. And watching him, his, his legs are, yeah, very shaky. Yeah. Uh, he's he's not catching anybody on a breakaway anymore. He can still lower the boom on people, but yeah, he his best days are well, well, well behind him. But he's still valuable. He could be a good six D man, kill penalties. You know, it, it's priceless to have that kind of like experience in the locker room, especially for defensemen. You can just watch him and say, "Wow, like what what do I do here, Cronwald?" He's going to tell you what to do. Like he's done everything. He's won Stanley Cups. He's a good defenseman. Did you ever get Cronwald? No. Oh, my gosh. Imagine that. <laughs> that impact. No. I never, ever, ever got Cronwald. The only hip check I took in my career was when I was at Michigan Tech. We were playing Team Italy. And this little Italian guy, I passed the puck like one, two, three seconds, and he came flying out of nowhere, and he literally hit me at my ankles. <laughs> And I got up and just started cross-checking him right across his back. <laughs> I'm like, you do not do that in North America. <laughs> and yeah, I got a penalty. But anyways, uh, I didn't. I never got hip-checked that often. Any like any big massive hits in your in your career in the NHL that just oh, that rattled your cage? Yeah, I, I've been lit up a few times. One, I got nailed behind the net one time by some guy from Vancouver. One of the better ones was I got. I had the puck and I was rushing. I I literally went coast to coast. I it was versus Vancouver in Vancouver. I was like, whoa, I saw the puck. I saw the puck. Like, I'm across my blue line, the red line. I'm about to cross their blue line. And Bieksa comes screaming from the, the weak side. And he comes up and he just bumps me and he goes, boom. But he could have nailed me. But he just made a big, loud noise. Like, boom. And I was like, whoa, thanks, man. Like, you could have killed me. He's like, I know. Keep your head up, Scotty. I was like, oh, thank you so much. But no, I didn't really get killed too much. No. Well, it's like you can't get hit when you don't really have the puck that often. (laughs) Let's be honest. But no. No, I was pretty safe out there. No concussions, really. Good. For my heads. So what else? What else, Sam? (laughs) No concussions, really. No. Nothing on paper. Yeah. You you dished them out. I dished them. Well, hopefully not too many. Not too many at all. So listen, what are we going to talk about here? So I something I wanted to ask about. Because I have some stuff I want to talk about, but it's not hockey related whatsoever. You want to do the hockey stuff first or you want to do your stuff Let's first? Let's do hockey stuff. And I got a couple gripes I'd like to air. <laughs> not with me, I hope. No, no, no. Just general, general bones I'd like to pick with people. Well, hockey related, but uh, more in the gossip drama side of oh. things. Uh, Boland, you still in touch with him at all? Yeah, I saw him at the Hawks convention. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he has been, I think he's on vacation in like Cabo or something like that. And he's just tweeting up a storm the last two days, like arguing with people. I think it started with, he made a statement on the Marno situation saying that he should be paid more than Matthews. 
Thing. He said he should be paid more than Matthews. Yep. Really? He's a better all-around player, defensive zone. I mean, it wasn't that big of a take, but there's, there's arguments both ways on the internet right now. And people were just arguing with him, and he was just giving it back to him. He's tweeting pictures like, from his hotel, like, here's my view. Like, people are calling him, like, a pigeon and stuff. And he's like, yo, I want no. two cuffs, tweeting pictures of the ring, no. um, t- arguing with, like, oh, you never even played. Like, I've been in the league for, I was in the league for whatever. Um, someone said he was overpaid. And he's like, yeah, and I'm enjoying that lifestyle right now that it gave me. Like, all these funny chirps and stuff. But I'm kind of like, dude, what are you going through right now? Like, why, why are you arguing with these random people on online? Yeah, Dave, is, he's been fighting some demons the last few years. He's... Great, great guy. Good hockey. One of the best kind of agitators there ever was in our era. Like, you just watch those Vancouver series. He completely threw the Sedins off their game for multiple, multiple series they played against him. But you don't interact with the fans. Like, that's just 101. If if someone tweets at you, you can tweet back once, I guess. But do not get into a back and forth because you always end up looking bad. I'm talking about dozens of tweets. I'm in my feed right now. They're still coming in. Oh, he's still tweeting at people? Yeah, there's one from four hours ago. I should should tweet him, Dave, stop. (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, yeah. They're funny. It's just, who knows? He might have had one too many cervezas today, and he's just might regret this tomorrow morning when he wakes up. Yeah, it's been going on for hours. Really? He should have a little siesta and cool it. <laughs> At least he's in Cabo. Good for him. Yeah, we just saw him in Chicago. He seems to be doing well. I don't know. I don't keep really keep in touch with him too much, but I would consider him a friend. I played with him for a few years. so Yeah. He did get a bad contract, though, from Florida. That's when Florida was handing out bad contracts to ex-Hawks. They what did he get? I think he got $4 million for like... Four or five million a year for five years or something. Whoa. Yeah, no, he he signed a big ticket. Then he got hurt. Then Dave's not the most hardworking guy I've ever seen. So he really probably wasn't motivated to get back. And he was not getting taxed on that money in Florida. So he just kind of just shut it right down and just collected that money. And living large. He he liked hockey. He didn't love hockey. Like he did not love hockey. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. he could have taking it or leaving it leaving it left it left it yeah anyways whatever i hope he's doing good it sounds <laughs> like he's not in a good spot if he's just like in cabo on vacation sitting there on his phone tweeting against people yep yep it's like there's better things in life to do than that dave come on dave pull it together buddy at least he's i don't know on vacation at least he's somewhere warm all the money in the world won't make you happy that's i think a good lesson who knows maybe he is happy but it sounds like he's that's not a thing a happy guy would do. No. It's like when you, usually when you're in a bad mood, you start picking fights <laughs> with Twitter trolls, which I don't think I've ever done. Picking no, a fight with a Twitter the occasional troll. chirp or something, but I'll throw not arguments. I'll throw out a chirp, like a, a response if someone chirps me, but I'm not going to attack somebody or go after somebody. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. It's, it just gets, it gets you nowhere fast. And then, yeah, you'll end up on an article somewhere yeah. tomorrow. Definitely. For sure. If you pick yeah. up... I don't know what all the rags are nowadays, but there we Dave Boland melts down in Florida. Yeah. Saying yep. Marner is better than Matthews. <laughs> Yahoo Sports already is covering it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. See, it's just like, or maybe he wants to get in the public eye. Who knows? Maybe he's got a marketing angle on this and he wants to try to get back into hockey. Bleacher reports, usually the ones that pick it up. They picked you up a couple of times over the years. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> all right. 
Now it's time for my gripes. Gripes. I was driving to Buffalo last week for the Sabres 50th alumni extravaganza. Millions of people showed up. It was unbelievable. As I'm driving there, as it happens, there's construction on the roads. Two lanes were merging into one. What is, I want to hear your guys' etiquette. On the highway, two lanes are merging into one. So I'm in the left lane. You're merging left into the right lane. There's a big arrow about a mile up going, dink, dink, get right. What is the etiquette? Sam, go ahead. What would you do in that situation? You got to do the zipper where one the person in the right lane goes, then somebody from the left that's in the technically wrong lane because it's about to end gets in and, and you let people get in. It's not, oh, I'm going to block this guy out. But it right goes, let somebody from the left in, right goes, let somebody from Where the left in. Where do you start the zipper? As soon as possible. But technically, you can do it right at the sign. Okay. But your etiquette, where would you do? So if you see that blinker, that arrow from a mile away, do you try to get in right there? I do, yes. Okay. Tim? Uh, Same principle. I do it a little closer to the sign, though. Okay. But I don't like, I don't go right up to the sign when it's open and try to squeeze and pass some people. Okay. This is my take. I took a civil engineering class in, in university on traffic, specifically traffic movement, traffic, uh, whatever, whatever you call it. I don't know what it, what it was called, the class. What we learned was the best strategy is to employ the zipper at the arrow and you go every other bing, 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 bing. That gets the flow of traffic moving the fastest. What happened on the way to Buffalo was there was a hero. And he was directly in front of me. And we could not even see the arrow yet. There was just signs on the left side of the road saying, merge ahead, two lanes into one. We could not even see the cones that merged us over. And this guy decided he is going to interject himself into everyone's life behind him. (laughs) And he's just going to stop in the left lane and wait until that merging section and he's going to block everyone behind us. So, and I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Merge over, get over, get over. And I'm, I do the casual beep, beep, just a casual, Hey, let's go. He had his blinker on. There was room for him to go over. Like the transport truck was letting him go. And I go, beep, beep, like pop it over. And he gives me the middle finger out the window, no out the window, fully extended. And I didn't even do anything. I just gave him a little beep. Heads up. And this is what I've been where I've been trying to work on this where not to get too riled up. I find that when I drive, I am like, I try to keep a cool demeanor, but sometimes I'm like, what is that? I'm just like traffic police. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing that? Why are you pulling up in front of me and not getting up to the speed limit fast enough? Why are you turning right? Not going onto the shoulder. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Let's keep it moving people. So this guy does that. I'm like, okay, not gonna get not gonna get riled up. I give and I see him looking at me in the side view mirror. So I give the palms up, like, what's going on? Like, and I go, get get, get over. Who's in the car with you? My I'm by myself. Okay. Which if my wife and kids were there, it would have been a different. Oh, I don't know if I would have reacted differently. But I felt a little bit better that I was by myself because I'm like, okay. 
if this guy does get out, I can react appropriately. Whereas if my kids were here, I'd have to play it super cool. So I'm like, get over, get over. Like, come on. And he just sits there and we're moving ahead slowly. And he's, he's halfway in that lane, but halfway in my lane. Finally, I just busted around him on the grass. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I, I gunned it. We were a good mile and a half away from the merge. <laughs> and so I went all the way up there and merged in. It was perfectly fine. And it's like people nowadays take things into their hands way too much. Just like we were talking about your um, homeowners association. Yeah. So Sam's building a kid's treehouse in his yard. Yeah. And some lucky Lou decides to interject herself into Sam's business and tattle on him to the homeowners association and says, I think his treehouse is too big for his kids because she's got nothing better to do. <sighs> Drives me nuts. Like mind your own business, people. Honestly, mind your own business. Go about your days. Why focus on negative things? That guy could have merged over and let me go by. I was not affecting his life whatsoever. He decides to create a situation that did not have to be there. If you're that person that's trying to be a hero to like, oh, this is going to make things faster. I'm smarter than everybody else. You're not. I'm smarter than you. (laughs) Get over and let me go because you're in my way. I got to go to Buffalo. I got to go. Sam and and now he's an hour and a, or a mile and a half behind you because <laughs> he, he needed to get in right there and I felt so satisfied when I drove a mile and a half up and I still got in and was like take that buddy have fun sucking transport fumes for the next mile and a half <laughs> I got by that construction so fast and I was bombs away see you later so Tim's probably that guy no no how was uh, the convention though the 50th alumni? Sure. It was really fun. I, I like going back to Buffalo. The people are super nice, really, really laid back. I actually did a couple appearances. I went to the Bisons game. I went to – there's this guy who's a big donor, and he does a dinner. And that was my last event, and he like was a big big wig at Disney. And he was a really nice guy, so whatever. It was fun. Good to see some of the guys, too. Yeah, I saw like Pat Coletta and Andrew Peters and Gilbert Perot and Marcel Dion and – uh Gosh, uh, Ramsey and James Patrick and Rob Ray and they, all all the old uh, old old guys. I'm one of the younger alumni, but it's fun. Buffalo's a good city. I wouldn't want to live there, but it's a fun city. Yeah, I did live there. I'm I'm glad I'm in Traverse City. We'll leave it at that. It's a nice city, but it's not that nice. You know, I should probably be quiet. <laughs> I, you want to get invited back? Another thing I saw. I was actually watching the news. I don't know if it was this morning or last night. I just decided to turn the TV on and the news came on. And this is going to get a little serious. Vaping. Do you vape, Sam? No. Tim? No. What is going on with vaping? There was this teenage kid on the on the news. He had like lung failure because he vaped for six months and his lungs just shut down. And he had all these like lesions and lung. What is happening? I thought vaping was harmless. No. no, apparently not. I thought it was like an alternative to smoking that's safe it, for you. It's safer than a cigarette. Okay. Because it, that's actual smoke and tar and nicotine and all sorts of terrible stuff that blows me away that people are doing it. But the vape is supposed to be a safer alternative. But when you're doing anything to excess, especially putting into your lungs, which doesn't seem like common sense to, I would say, a good portion of the world 
but these kids think it's cool and there is addictive qualities to it. And I, I don't know if it's illegal for under 18 year old. It is, but it's not enforced. Okay. Yeah. Definitely so not. it's terrible. I don't get it. It's the same thing with marijuana. I'm a big proponent. You shouldn't legalize marijuana. I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm entitled <laughs> to my opinion. Should not legalize it. Should be good for medicinal use. I get that. Should not be fully legal. I don't want my 18-year-old, 16-year-old kid smoke a pot. No thanks. I don't want them vaping. I don't want to smoke cigarettes. I think it's all terrible for you. Causes cancer. It's not good for you. What good comes from it? You look like a dummy doing it. No thanks. Yeah, just the other day in front of the bus stop here, Tim and I were walking and somebody was smoking. I was like, it's 2019 and people are still smoking cigarettes. Right. Now smoking cigarettes is like retro. Yeah. It's like, it's almost cool again. Yeah. It's like, oh, cigarettes. Nice. You're like a a cowboy. You're like, whoa, that guy smokes cigarettes. He must be in like a motorcycle gang. You are dangerous. (laughs) But it's just like, come on, man. There's so much research out there. Kids, I guess it's just kids being kids. They want to rebel, but man, do it like... I used to do it. Go to your friend's house, lock the door, get a bottle of Canadian club and just have some fun. You know, you're not hurting anybody that way. No. And I was of age when I did it. I wasn't like a, like a 15 year old kid. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I just saw that news article. And I was like, what is going on? The government doesn't regulate this. People are getting seriously hurt and everybody thinks it's fine. I don't know. That's what grinds my gears, Tim. It's definitely like marketed as a healthy alternative to. Yeah, I fell for it. So, but no, a healthy alternative to smoking, right? This this one gives you cancer. This one just gives you lung lesions. No big deal. It's just like okay, well, don't do LSD, but we have a healthy alternative, which is cocaine. (laughs) Like they're both really bad. Don't get punched in the face by Mike Tyson, but you can get punched in the face by John Scott. Healthy alternative, (laughs) both terrible, right? Yeah. Like both awful, awful things that you would not want to do. Don't get shot with a gun. Get shot with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just these, they try to justify it and like, oh, it's much safer than smoking cigarettes. Smoking will kill you in 10 years. This will kill you in 12. Oh yeah. Safer than the thing that is known to give you cancer. Right. Or just don't smoke. Don't vape. I don't get, I need to be on uh, one of those, uh, commercials they the more you know those ones what do they call them with the, the rainbows yeah the rainbows <laughs> john oh, yeah. says don't smoke and then just be a picture of me don't do it don't be don't be a dummy i'll come to your house and fight you <laughs> vaping's for we should come up with a rhyme don't be a snake don't vape snakes vape i don't know we'll work on it it's a working working <laughs> working yeah. process working process here you got a little marketing there little marketing background. I have zero marketing background, but I feel like I'm learning through osmosis. Word of the day? Osmosis. Good word. Yes, it is a good word. All right, what do we have coming up, Tim? Anything exciting? Uh, No. No, not really. You did not even mention my Iron Man. I know you're dying to mention my Iron Man. <laughs> I didn't know if we were allowed to talk about that. So for the last three weeks, I've done a no mentioning of the Iron Man, which is happening in three days. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't really want to get into it. I'm super nervous. It's Sunday morning. We uh, we start the race. I hope I finish. I'll be there watching. You will not be there watching. I you'll, will be there. I have be, a camera in my hand. Be at too. church. Good boy. No, I'll go to I'll go to Saturday. All right. So we'll see how it goes. I will keep everyone posted. I'm going to do a, a blog throughout the whole thing. I'm going to take <laughs> videos. I think Larry's going to come up too, and we're going to watch together and find you at all the different places. 
I'm so nervous. I haven't even bought shoes yet. It's too late to buy <laughs> shoes. <laughs> like I, I'm just going to use shoes that I, I wore like in college. I think. Do you have a swimsuit? I got um, a wetsuit. I have, I, I've got water bottles for my bike. Is your bike all tuned up? No, my tires are still flat. I tried to ride <laughs> it yesterday and I went for like a, just a spin to check out my water bottles. My tires are completely flat. I'm like, oh man. Oh I'm no. Put my tires. So we'll see how it goes. I have been swimming. That's the one thing I have been doing. I've swam quite a bit, so I, I'm confident for the swim. I got um, padded shorts for the bike, so that should help my anus. And we'll go from there. God, you're making me nervous just thinking about it. I know. I know. I swam in the bay yesterday just to get prepared. I've been swimming in my lake, which isn't nearly as big as the big lake. Or as choppy. That's the big difference. It was wavy. It was so wavy to the point where every time I tried to breathe, I got like douched in the face with water. (laughs) It was like, it was not fun. I feel like what you're doing is is your... Like to, to to measure out your time, you're doing smaller distances and just multiplying, thinking that you can keep up whatever pace. Like, okay, if I need to swim a mile, I'll just do like a third of a mile and multiply that times three. And that's that'll be my time. That's, that's not true. That's not how it works. I did the whole length of the swim in my lake without a wetsuit. Without so, without breaks? I do you you don't have breaks in the water. So you didn't take any breaks? Well, how do you take a break in the water? Swim to the shore or something? Oh know. no, 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 no breaks. I guess I stopped like a couple times to orientate myself. To make sure I wasn't swimming like diagonally, yeah, in the wrong way. But no, I, I swam a mile point two in the water, and then got out. And man, was I tired! Boy, were my arms tired. <laughs> but then you get on a bike, so you got time to rest your. That's arms. true. Well, I'm going to take a lot of time in the transition area, like ten minutes, just to relax. Quick power nap. Quick, just like regroup. I'm going to pack myself a sandwich and have a coffee and just relax. <laughs> That's my strategy energy gels so you're the yeah. funny thing is you're probably supposed to be resting right now so like for the first time in the last six months you're doing whatever all the other trainers are doing all the other i'm every, last night we went out for dinner i had like a bunch of beers my anniversary dinner is tomorrow so i'm gonna have some drinks tomorrow night oh my, no Carb i blood. just for lunch today i had a um a frozen pizza so it's like i'm not exactly building up to the race i'm more of yeah in race preservation well i'm gonna do a swim tomorrow i think how many years now? How many years? Anniversary. 11. Nice. Yeah. All right. Tim's got to go. We'll do one more. I got a dad joke for you guys. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll sign out. What is a pirate's favorite letter? What is a pirate's favorite letter? R. Ah, it's not R. It's the C. <laughs> yeah, nice. See? My kid's getting that tonight. Nice. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's time. Wish me luck for the race on Sunday. Do not track me because you'll be disappointed. I'm just hoping to finish. And hopefully next week when we come in, you'll be able to see my big fat medal around my neck because that baby's not not getting taken off for a while. I can't wait to hear some stories from the race. It'll be interesting. I have done like very extraneous workouts before. So I don't think it'll be the level of like a training camp gas out where like, you're literally going to puke. I think this will just be the longevity. I'm hoping my legs don't cramp up and give out. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I was thinking about that. I mean, like it's, it's such an X factor of like, you've worked so hard before. It's not like when pro athletes go to the gym, but it's not like when regular people go to no. the gym, you know, mentally I've crossed those barriers before, right? I've yeah. like pushed myself to the extreme and bag skates and this and that. Yeah. So I've, you've done it in boot camp, probably. Yeah. We were, we were just talking about this yesterday. I was like, I know I could finish an Ironman. I have no 
want to try it. Yeah. But I know physically I can take my body to that point where I'm throwing up and still running. Or yeah. I know I can do it physically or emotionally and physically, but I have no want. To yeah. Do and I know I'll be able to do it. I, I That's why I don't think I'm nervous because I know I'll finish. Like, I you think. Just, yeah. You won't let yourself not finish. I won't not finish. But all I'll do is like, okay, see that guy there? Just run behind him. That's it. It's not hard. Like me, when my wife was training for a marathon, I would just go, okay, I'm going to run behind you. And I didn't do it a lot, but I could do it. Yeah. You know, like I'm not like a fatty, fatty two by four. I'm still pretty much in shape. I just, I don't work out that much anymore. So this will be a good little thing. It'd be a good little thing for me. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right, everybody. Stay tuned. I might not be here next year. Imagine if I died and this is my last part. I love everybody. I'll say that. I love my wife. I love my kids. I like you guys. Thank you. I was wondering if we were going to get a Just a out. like. I like this podcast. Love the fans? I like like the fans. Don't love the fans. People, stars <laughs> who say that, it's a lie. You don't love your fans. You don't know any of your fans. You like them. I appreciate the fans. You don't love them. If you love them, you're like a weirdo. Not, not oh, I Christmas love that card. you love me so much. No, I appreciate it. I like It's a really nice thing you guys are doing. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. I don't love you guys. Get out of town. Like, no, it's weird. Anyways, thanks for listening. I love it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Anything, fellas? No. No. You, you will see John Scott next week because we're not going to jinx it like that. No, you will hear me. You will hear me next week. All right, everybody. Have a good weekend week. Cheers. Cheers.